Join Edwin Frondozo on the Business Leadership Podcast every week for a unique program featuring insights and actionable items from the world's most successful business leaders. Hear firsthand the exclusive interviews and personal journeys on how today's transformational leaders made it to the top. It's sort of, as you said, it's spending a lot more time listening, being a little more calm about scenarios that are sometimes maybe, you know, um, you know, stressful or, or of course, of course, uh, contentious. Um, so for me, it's really, again, it is just that that factor of, of listening to the team, taking a moment, not, you know, having that knee jerk kind of response to, to anything. This is the Business Leadership Podcast, and I'm your host, Edwin Frondoso. Welcome. How are you doing today? First off, thank you for taking the time and joining me. This is episode number 72, and my guest today is Ross Andrew Paquette. He is the founder and CEO of Mara Post, North America's fastest growing marketing automation company. After founding Mara Post in 2011, Ross has gone on to double annual growth every year since turning a one-person operation into an international business. Acting as the strategic center of the company, Ross is responsible for determining both business and development direction. In our conversation, he talks about the, the one key component that will help you grow your business. He talks about the two things you have to look for when you're hiring a new team member. Learn how Ross motivates his team members to, to be a creative thinker. And lastly, how listening has helped him become an effective leader. A big thank you to Tribal Scale, a global innovation firm that builds digital products transforms corporations and co-creates disruptive startups for sponsoring and making the Business Leadership Podcast happen. The Business Leadership Podcast is a friend of the ITWC Podcast Network and supported by our media partner, IT World Canada. Now, here we go. Welcome to the Business Leadership Podcast, Ross. Uh, thanks for having me, Edwin. Well, first off, thank you for inviting me to, to your beautiful office here in downtown Toronto. But why don't we start off by introducing yourself, Ross. Tell us a little something about yourself, who you are, and, and what you like to do when, when you're not growing or scaling businesses. Yeah. So my most important, I guess, factor right now is, is traveling. So mm -hmm. uh, as we were sort of discussing, my focus is to let my team move, let them make decisions, let them make mistakes, and, and really let them you know, take control of the roles in the areas they want to. So while they're doing that... Uh, I thankfully, you know, having, having worked the last six and a half years pretty much nonstop, uh, I'm getting a little bit more free time to travel myself. So see a little bit more of the world, have a little bit more fun. Um, and all the while kind of watching and, and, uh, you know, guiding the team as they, they move forward. And staying connected. Any, any yeah. favorite location right now that uh, I know we quickly talked about any, any places that you're, you're looking to, you're looking forward Definitely to? Spain. Spain? Yeah, Spain is at the top of the list, yeah. Any specific city that you're spending time in there? Uh, Biza a little bit and Barcelona. So both have very, obviously, beautiful climate, beautiful people. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody's very outgoing, having fun. Um, the food, obviously, is phenomenal in both locations. So just very enjoyable overall. Yeah, I love Barcelona. I spent actually... Four, year, four years ago, we did our, our honeymoon in Barcelona. So no way. that's great. Special, yeah. special place in my heart. Yeah. So why don't we just jump right in, Ross? If you could tell us a bit about Mara Post, let us know. Obviously, you mentioned that 
you're not taking a backseat type of role, mm-hmm. but you're allowing it to grow organically now and taking your leads. But what are you mm-hmm. specifically trying to accomplish as well over the next, let's say, six, 12 months? Yeah, so um, we're actually in a unique time right now where uh, we obviously have our core product, which is Meripost Marketing Cloud, which is a kind of email, mobile, social marketing automation-based platform. Uh, we recently launched a, another platform called Meripost Sales Cloud, which is focused more on CRM, e-commerce, uh, service and support. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so... Uh, the goal with that sort of next step is, of course, to you know have an integrated solution so that customers, you know, kind of in terms of their data, can be shared across platforms. Messaging is is kind of unified. You know, the support systems are unified. So, you know, if Ross comes in buys a product, then he has to be serviced by it. Then he has to be messaged by it. Everything is happening under one roof. So, our sort of next six to twelve plan is to, uh, of course, scale that second platform and then really move both of them forward in, in unison in many respects because. Every company that we speak to, every company that we basically know of, uh, requires both of those as sort of the the base, baseline or benchmark uh, platforms that they use in some form. Um, so during that time, the team will really kind of focus on, of course, you know, finishing up some of the development of the platform and executing on the sales and marketing strategy uh, of it or that's, of them. Yeah, I mean that's really exciting times for you <laughs> and for the organization. Because is that is that sales and marketing cloud that's a brand new product it's brand new yeah well it's about six months old so six months yeah, we, old. we brought in a fair amount of kind of early adopters obviously got their feedback continue to to evolve and develop the solution but um that's really you know one of the cores you know core components i guess you'd say to our future success is that so who who's using that cloud uh, platform like who, what's the typical customer is that yeah so our, our customer base is actually quite broad it, it does move anywhere from the smb to the fortune 500 um, in terms of, depends on what's most important for them, right? So, um, of course, the marketing cloud platform we have today, it's really anyone who's sending email campaigns, has an app, wants to do push in and app messaging, wants to do marketing automation, which is in essence, you know, every organization out there. Uh, and then the, again, the other side is, is more of, okay, I'm selling products online or I have a sales team or I have a support team. Um, and how do I want to understand my customer across all of those different areas, right? So instead of, having 15 different solutions or, or more in some cases, 50 different solutions that tell me who Edwin is, I can go in here and see, you know, everything you've ever purchased, everything you've ever looked at, every email you've ever clicked on, every time you've opened, you know, an app, if we did have that as an example, and really just again, bringing that kind of single customer view together. And that's really our kind of overall goal as it pertains to both of those platforms themselves. I mean, that's really exciting. I mean, me in the podcast world, I'd love to have that insight of like, who's just listened to us exactly. talk right yeah. now and, yeah. and how and, long did they listen for maybe or and, and all that information yeah. and how did they get to it? And, yeah. and that's really exciting. And so for us in the business leadership world, if there's anything we could do to help or even point people towards your direction, we'd be happy to help. But we'll always also share your platform on, on, on our, on our website yeah. as well. Ross, can you share with us some key turning points? Ideally, what I'm looking for is maybe some difficult decisions you had to make that helped you grow as a business yeah. leader. I think the the key component that, you know, the early stages of the business, as I mentioned, were, were very centered around myself. So I, I didn't have any, you know, uh, additional founders per se. I do have a, a, my chief technology officer who I do consider uh, to be a founder partner, uh, but he's very focused on one area of the business, whereas I was involved with HR, finance, service, support, sales, marketing. Um, and so investing as early on as you, as you can into you know specific individuals around, especially the, I'd say the sales and marketing side of things, provided you've got a great kind of product development you know direction, um, is really kind of the key because 
you know, then you're not spending, I guess you'd say, as much time going back and re-educating those people on perhaps the industry, re-educating them on the product, re-educating them on how, you know, the business or, or an individual themselves, could, you know, kind of conduct their business. Um, I think that was, I'd say, I wouldn't call it a turning point per se, but I think it's just, it, be, it show, really shows you how critical it is because once you hit a certain limit, and for some businesses, maybe that's $5 million, maybe it's 10, maybe it's 100, you're going to get to a point where it's, you do require that, you know, scalability factor, one person or, or 10 people can't do it all. You really have to invest in those individuals. So when did you make that decision to, to put in those key, key stakeholders? I'd say in place? it was probably about a year and a half ago that I took it really seriously. Were you feeling like, uh, the pressure or? No, it wasn't just that you're, the business couldn't necessarily, um, expand in a way that I wanted it to with just myself at the home. So as in, we we're not going to get, you know, 500% year over year growth or, or even 200% year over year growth with Ross on every sales call, Ross on every customer issue, Ross on every HR problem. Um, you really have to kind of focus on again, getting those people in place and then trusting that they're going to do the best job right. to move the ball forward. And, and one thing is important in terms of growing your team and scaling it is really helping, helping your team members, your employees understand yep. everything that you're doing. So mm -hmm. how do you help the new folks who join MarPost understand the culture of the organization. I think we're very transparent here in regards to culture as in we come from a work ethic background. When I say we am referring to sort of the, the individuals who were here, you know, the six years ago and, and such as in we, we didn't necessarily drive forward based on, you know, kind of, I'd say what would have shifted later, but the innovation factor is we really knew what we wanted to do and we knew how many hours a day that took to do it. And we just chose to put in every hour possible. So when somebody's coming into the organization, we really try to invoke the fact that this is a work or, you know, work ethic, uh, um, driven organization in that we're not looking for people who want to work nine to five and we want to foster in an entrepreneurial kind of atmosphere, right? Whether you're on the support team, oops, sorry. Whether you're on the support team, the sales team, the marketing team, we really want you to feel like you're sort of running your own, you know, little business inside of the company. And the more, you know, I guess you could say, or the, the individuals who really appreciate that and are excited about it, they, they, you know, succeed and excel very quickly. Um, those who don't, of course, are, are obviously not a great fit for us. And, uh, that's, I think, a big part of, again, kind of leading the company forward is learning to really understand, you know, who is going to be the best fit, you know, early on or immediately or during the interview or, or the hiring process more than anything. When you're bringing and growing your team, I'm sure in the early <clears throat> stages, you were involved with the hiring process. Yep. Uh, maybe not so much now, unless it's an executive team member that you're bringing on. Um, but how did you make a decision when you, when you had two equally qualified people? Yeah. You interviewed both of them. They looked great. How did you determine who to hire? I think, I mean, personality and mindset are, are of course, the key components. So I, c I can say that there ha I haven't had or, or we haven't seen that many scenarios where there were two candidates that were at the same level. There's always something, you know, quite substantial that, that puts somebody, you know, significantly forward. I mean, maybe that's was it Was it a skill set that was substantial? No, it's, it's almost just their view on how, on how they want to work, okay. right? So, you know, there's certain individual, everyone can say, I want to work hard. Of course, everybody says that I want to work hard. I, I want to come in here. I want to work 15 hours a day, especially in an interview. Yeah. Especially in the interview process. Yeah. The reality of, of you know, of what that, I guess get understanding takes is that spending time with the individual and seeing how maybe they interact in the outside world and how they interact with their friends or maybe how they interact with their family or, you know, how they sort of support really what they're saying is, is the difficult part. And again, I can relate that more at the executive level because, you know, we, we see these just very differentiating factors where somebody has 
clearly prioritized, you know, the company and their, their and their goals within the company or for themselves, you know, more than say, you know, hanging out with their friends or going mm-hmm. to happy hour or so on and so forth. Right. And so that's sort of a, you know, a key factor in just trying to understand that very quickly uh, and being able to, again, you know, make sure that person is, is going to do what they're saying. For sure. For sure. One thing that I just really bring it back and it was something you said in an earlier comment was you let people come into the organization and they're running their own business. Mm-hmm. So how do you encourage like also not only them running their own business mm-hmm. and how do you encourage the creative thinking within, mm-hmm. within the organization as a whole? I, I think, I, I mean, that is actually quite simple because these days we can base everything off of, you know, some data set in a way. Right. So if somebody's in, in marketing, you know, of course, if their goal is to generate X amount of leads per month, we can measure them on that. If their goal is to get us on, you know, any number of podcasts, we can measure them on that. If they're in sales, of course, that one's the easiest one. Mm-hmm. But finding those, you know, those metrics that we can tie people to is, is you know, is critical. That's something I do wish uh, I had started earlier on in, in, you know, in kind of in the company is that, you know, spending that time saying, okay, if anybody's going to be in, you know, role A, B, C, D, F, G, deciding that, okay, what metric is going to make them successful in that role? What metric is going to make them successful in that role? And so on and so forth. That way, when we go to review, it's not this arbitrary discussion of like, I think you did a great job, <laughs> but maybe you didn't. But maybe you did. Right. But maybe you didn't. So how did you put those metrics into place was it i'm assuming a key hire that you brought in and said maybe we need yeah, to do this it was a combination i think of, of not only a key hire in terms of managing the process as in literally like making sure that we look at those numbers every month or quarter or, or year um but but again just sitting down and deciding you know what do we see as success for that individual or for that role um and i think that was just you know kind of a, a core piece of the process which we're still you know uh, evolving to this day. Sure. Uh, I mean, because this is a six-year-old company. Yep. When did you implement that? The uh, so in the last year. Really? Yeah, so it's fairly I, new. Yeah, yeah. But have you seen a significant increase in productivity? Yeah, it, it helps the individual become more successful, right? So I think that it's not necessarily that we're seeing an increase in productivity. It's just we're giving them a goal. And and a lot of people, I think, or a lot of companies don't necessarily set those goals very well. Like there are, of course, you know, some really large organizations where it's easier, but they have more of a templated approach across the company. You know, for the smaller ones, you know, maybe, again, if you're starting up a company and you've got like 40 or 50 people, it's a little more difficult to say, you know, what's going to make Ross successful or what's going to make Edwin successful. We don't really know, you know, and nobody's come in to tell us exactly what that looks like yet. And then it's also setting them up for happiness if they know that they're successful, exactly. right? Yep. And, and ensuring that people, people and stay. It, and it really does help the individuals next to them, right? Because if, you know, if, uh, Dave is meeting his goals and, and Christine is meeting her goals and Edwin is meeting his goals and Ross is meeting his goals, they're all feeling the same kind of enjoyment out of their, their role and, and the excitement that comes along with that. That's great. So, you know, having these systems in place, having people have autonomous roles, where are like the great ideas coming now? Where are you seeing yeah. the great ideas coming within your When organization? you say great ideas, do you mean like product wise or do you mean strategy wise? It could be product, strategy, wellness. I that's an interesting question. Um we do. I mean, of course, we ask our, our teammates or our, our colleagues, you know, what they feel would make them more, I guess you could say, not only more successful, but just generally happier in their role. Um, but that can be anything from beanbag chairs to granola bars to <laughs> it could be eating easy. more organic mm-hmm. to, you know, doing having more, you know, philanthropic endeavors within the company. Um, I think we, we sort of have a unique team, especially right now, where, as I said, they're all very focused and dedicated towards the, the goal in terms of our, our next stage of growth. Um, so it's, 
a little less focused on the individual items and more, you know, just generally how do we be, become a more successful organization? Because everyone here, especially given our size and sort of where we're going and the product, you know, kind of suite or areas that we're in, there's just, there's a, there's so much room or so much potential. So for us, it's not any, I don't think it's any one thing. It's just, it's finding people with that mindset that really want to move the ball forward for themselves and for the company. Yeah. And doing a lot of listening, I guess. I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. That's a big one right now, of course. Yeah. And, and, and being a little more flexible, I'd say, um, you know, I've, I've certainly, um, you know, adjusted how I would respond to certain requests or, or, you know, what maybe in the past I would have felt was, uh, you know, was not a direction we wanted to go in and wh whether that meant, you know, we want more granola bars downstairs or whether we want, you know, uh, uh, plants in the office or what have you. Uh, it's being a little more flexible and taking the time to think about, okay, how is this really going to impact, you know, the overall company or the overall team uh, as opposed to immediately saying, you know, no or yes for that matter. Right. And, and it's really just taking that time to, to maybe to not, make, about it. Yeah. And not make a quick decision. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey there. Are you enjoying the conversation that I'm having with Ross? Ross is, is such an inspiration. I really admire his drive, his dedication, and being stern to, to knowing what he wanted to grow it from, from being a one-person operation. I also wanted to take this time to announce that I have launched a Facebook group called The Business Leadership Group, where emerging business leaders can learn, share, and network with each other. Join me there, where I will share some insights thoughts, and actionable recommendations that can help you grow on your current challenges that you're having today. So simply go to thebusinessleadership.com slash FB group or search for the business leadership group on Facebook. Now let's get back to it. I know you mentioned, I mean, you're doing a lot of traveling right now and you've seen huge growth in yourself as a leader and also the company that you're running. So what are you doing now, Ross, that will, that helps you adjust? I mean, there, there's always adjustments every mm -hmm. year and continually grow as, as the effective leader you are today. It's sort of, as you said, it's spending a lot more time listening, being a little more calm about scenarios that are sometimes maybe, you know, um, you know, stressful or, or of course, of course, uh, contentious. Uh, I, I think that's, you know, that's something a lot of, you know, kind of CEO, founder, you know, especially in bootstrap companies can struggle with because they're just used to being aggressive, you know, 24 hours a day because that's what it really takes to get the company to, to where it was, you know, or where it is, I guess you'd say now in our mm -hmm. example. Um, so for me, it's really, again, it is just that, that factor of, of listening to the team, taking a moment, not, you know, having that knee jerk kind of response to, to anything. And that, that also allows you, you know, mentally or, or kind of how you view your team and how you view the general space or how you view where you want to go to actually be much more creative in terms of the strategies or maybe bringing on new services or bringing on new people and roles that maybe you didn't plan to do uh, in your original kind of thoughts. So what steps did you take to, to get that insight to, to listen more? Uh, I'd say it just sort of happened one day you just kind of realize like this is where we are if we want to get to you know if we want to get from a to b then you know we're not going to get to b by you know hammering through the wall we're doing the same there. thing yeah we're going to get there with a different strategy and that strategy is going to be again listening to the team listening to our customer oh, that's even that's actually first and foremost listening to our customers number one mm -hmm. listening to our team members number two uh, and then really trying to adapt to what's going to suit everyone in that environment one thing i, I like to do is is really Put together a list of uh, the, my guests, a uh, list of books 
the people are reading. <laughs> it's a funny question. Yeah. I, uh, so I'm not a big reader, funny so, enough. So um, what are you, are you reading anything? So I am. I, don't, I actually don't read, but I uh, do listen to some audio books. So okay. Actually, one that I'm listening to right now is Play Bigger. Is Play this? Bigger? Okay. Yeah. And I, I've, I've listened to like the Steve Jobs uh, autobiography. Sure. I've listened to, um, let me get a list here. Uh, yeah, I mean, a, a couple of the other ones are obviously predictable revenue is a big one. Rocket fuel, actually, that's a great one. I, I should have mentioned that. So that, that was great because it really helped me understand, um, you know, the difference between kind of the, the, you know, the founder, visionary, whatever you want to call them and, and the individuals who are involved in the execution of the business, actually. And I, I wouldn't say that was a turning point, but part of me would say it was at the same time. It's like time. an aha moment, maybe. Yeah, it was an aha moment where you just, you realize like I'm doing the wrong, you know, the wrong job or, or this is, you know, this is not an area that I should be focused on. Um, and I think that I was glad to have realized that at the time where I was because it allowed me to, again, adjust very quickly because it's just an aha moment. And, you know, I, I hope that most of my, you know, kind of counterparts are the same where they can say, clearly this is, you know, something we need to change. Let's, we're not going to change it next month. Let's do it tomorrow. You know, let's just make that adjustment and, and move in the direction that we, we know is clearly. Just make it happen. Yeah, exactly. Because you already know it. So yeah. why, why wait? Yeah. So the gentleman that I was mentioning before, who was my, my chief operating officer now, that was the, the moment I basically sent him the book and I said, listen to this right now and, and call me back when you're done. <laughs> really? Yeah. And, uh, and he did. And he's like, we're, we need to do that, clearly. And, and so as soon as we did it, actually, my life became easier. His life maybe became a little harder. But, um, you know, we're both <clears throat> very excited about making that kind of change. And, and it sounds like it, you, you provided maybe not the line in the sand, but it's clearly defined roles. And you're like, okay, there, yeah. I'll be the ace pitcher. You're going to be yeah. like whatever role yeah. in, in, the, in the field. But that's really interesting. What was the name of the book again? Uh, that was Rocket Fuel. Rocket Fuel. You're the first yeah. person to mention that book on this podcast. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that, Ross. Yeah. Can you name a person who has had a tremendous impact on you as, as a business leader, maybe someone who, maybe a mentor, and how did they make that impact in your life? Yeah, so um, we have a gentleman on our board. His name is Y.S. Chi, and he's the, uh, I'm going to get this wrong, but the, the chairman and president of, uh, of Elsevier, which is a, a very large or uh, multi-billion dollar publishing company. Uh, and he actually is, is, was, is most likely my first and only mentor I've ever had. And he, that was, is within the last year or so. Okay. Um, but he really helped me kind of understand, you know, again, the, the, obviously the benefits of, of one, having a life, um, but two, you know, again, taking the time to, to kind of think about the next stages as opposed to, you know, I wouldn't say maybe rushing into any decisions or, or making rash, you know, kind of changes, but, um, but again, really just kind of taking a moment and, and thinking things through and, uh, and being a little bit more wise about, you know, perhaps where I see, you know, our, our path going. Um, and again, that really kind of back to your, your previous question, that's really what helped me, you know, realize, okay, maybe I do need to travel more. Maybe I do need to network more. Maybe I do need to meet different people from different areas, from different countries, from, from whatever, because of all the, you know, not the information, but all the changes that that brings to an individual. Um, you know, and it kind of reminds me of, you know, what a lot of people talk about right now with Silicon Valley or San Francisco, where, you know, people are getting stuck in this little bubble. And I think there's many areas that, you know, Toronto has some of that just the same. And so, you know, not getting stuck into that and, and getting out there really kind of helps, you know, helps kind of move the ball forward and in that direction. Well, I'm really glad we're having this conversation, Ross. It sounds like we're on the other side of, of a lot of a lot of growth in, yeah. for yourself in terms of the way you're leading right now, even leading your life. Yeah, so, it is, so yeah. I'm really happy, and, and it'd be interesting to follow how how you grow in another year yeah. because it seems like you did so. I mean, you haven't had 
I find it really surprising that you had your first mentor just a year ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you if you listen to my podcast, everyone always says, "Get a mentor, yeah, get a mentor," yeah. and you're the guy that said, "I got a mentor later." Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But that's amazing. Um, fun question, Ross. If I were to ask any of your team members, past or present, colleagues, business partners, what's the best leadership quality that Ross has? What I'm do you aggressive. Think? Aggressive. Yeah. Why? Why do they say that? Uh, they say that because. Um, they say it probably from the perspective of, uh, you know, I come into our customer relationships in an aggressive manner, but I come into our uh, customer support uh, relationships in an aggressive manner. Everything I want to do, I want to make sure that we're doing the best possible version of that. And when I say version of that, I don't mean, you know, that there's any number of versions. It's really just, you know, if I feel like we should respond to our customers in five minutes, that's what we're going to do. If I feel like, uh, you know, we, we really need to make these adjustments to, you know, to win over a customer or a customer needs to make some concessions to it, I'm not going to be very flexible in those scenarios because I know that's going to create the best possible scenario, whether whether one of my teammates understands it, whether one of our customers understands it or not, at some point they will, you know, understand and they will appreciate that. So I try to go into that, you know, with with the, you know, kind of the the mindset or the principles, um, you know, that I know to be true. And, and you know, thankfully enough, in, in almost all scenarios that that tends to work out. So is it is it, a, is it aggression or is it you have a high expectation of delivering a product? That's both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> aggression to me sounds like, yeah, like you're hammering something home. That can happen. It could <laughs> it yeah, can happen too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, but, but I mean, that's also the passion that that stands behind the yeah. leadership. And I, a lot, I, I think a lot of people, you know, on both sides of the coin, people don't always know what's best for maybe not them as a person, but maybe them as a person or their organization. And there's a lot of you know companies out there that uh, or, or individuals in sales or individuals in support. They, you know, they don't want to ruffle feathers, right? So they don't want to tell a customer what they need to hear. They don't, you know, people don't want to tell an employee what they need to hear. Sometimes you just really have to do that. And to me, in a way, that's part of investing in you know that relationship and if it's if, if, if it's not meant to happen it's not going to happen anyway whether you say it or not you know what i mean something at, at the end of the day is going to fall apart and maybe somebody's going to leave or a customer's going to leave or what have you and you'd rather go out on a note of saying well i put everything i could into that and you know i'm happy with the outcome one way or another no that's great and, and it really sounds to me that it's like zero one you're not you're, you're not trying to half step anything i agree yeah it's definitely that yeah there's no half measures as they say exactly yeah. right so it's either win or lose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Ross, what else? I'm, I'm really enjoying our time together. Um, and I know you're, you have some ex- exciting projects or products that, that are launching, but um, what else do you have that's on the go? Maybe, maybe other special projects, yeah. initiatives, or anything fun yeah. that you'd like to share with, yeah. the, with anyone mean, listening? Yeah, I think, I mean, not I think, the... Um, the really kind of unique direction we've we've come from or background that we've come from, right? We're obviously a profitable company. We are, um, you know, growing very quickly or we have grown very quickly. We were, we were bootstrapped. So we never actually had to raise any capital, even though we, we do have uh, partners at this stage. Um, you know, sort of the, the next stage of the company is that, you know, we, we do function under a direct sales model today. So our, our, we of course have a sales team and, and, you know, all of our customers come in via that model. Um, what the kind of long-term goal for us to do, and you kind of see hints of this around, you know, on our site, which is we're going to launch a series of self-service products, which are based off of our course, you know, kind of mm-hmm. main suites of products. So really what it's going to do is one, open up another channel, of course, for company, you know, companies or individuals to come in, sign up for our products, not really have to talk 
talk to anybody, but you know, just use them as needed. So, you know, things like our, our service desk product, which is part of uh, of Sales Cloud. So that'd be similar, like a Zendesk or a Freshdesk. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a, a Relay product, uh, which is a uh, kind of transactional email service, like a SendGrid or a SparkPost. Uh, we have a project management system, kind of like an Asana or a uh, or, or a Trello uh, coming out as well. So. Really, what we're doing is we're, we're focused on, you know, kind of one, of course, broadening our, our reach, you know, in terms of our user base, in terms of how people initially find out about Meropost. But also we will utilize that, of course, to help move people and help move mainly companies, you know, into the right directions that we, we know to be best for them. And it kind of goes back to your, actually your last question about, you know, really being aggressive about what we know is going to be best for them. Because if we can, you know, effectively high, you know, funnel them down the right path. I'm going to be happy about that in the end because I'm going to be happy knowing that I helped Edwin's company or I helped Dave's company or I helped Jennifer's company, uh, you know, be more successful. Um, and so once we sort of, or not once we, as we continue to, to launch those, um, I see us, uh, and I won't share too much on this front, but I see us launching kind of a, a third suite and, and that really kind of rounds out what any company would need, you know, to, grow their company from, you know, zero to the hundreds of millions of dollars and do it in a cost effective way and do it in a way where they don't need a, a dev team and, a, and integrations constantly and, and onboard, whoops, onboarding and, um, and such to be taking place. And they can just really focus on their business because I can't tell you how many companies I talk to where they spend more time implementing technology suites than they do selling their own products. I'm like, that's clearly not a way to run, you know, run your business or be successful in your business. Well, that's really exciting. And, and I'm really excited for, for all these products to come out. And mm-hmm. so let, let us know and would love to share it with our community, especially personally on my own personal projects and the companies that I'm involved with as well. Yeah. But Ross, before we end, any final thoughts, observations? Ideally, what we're trying to share to the listener is, some type of actionable recommendation mm-hmm. uh, to anyone who's growing a business. Maybe they're bootstrapping or maybe yeah. they're looking to offload themselves as a business leader or executive. Yeah. What do you mean when you say offload? Actually? Maybe, like like change, define the roles. Oh, yeah, yeah. Someone who's listening and maybe just related to something you said today. Yeah. I think, I mean, again, it comes back to the, the first point we were discussing, which is investing in a team. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not to say that I wish I had done that earlier or I wish I had done that later. It's just knowing that moment where the business no longer revolves around one or two people or three or four for that matter. It starts to revolve around other people who are experts in taking the business from mm-hmm. whatever level you are at to that next stage. So again, going from five to 10 million, going from 10 to 20, uh, 20 to 50. I mean, these are very different, you know, kind of situations where people require different skill sets and those skill sets may not always be mine or, or yours for that matter. They may require somebody who has, who has come from a different background that, you know, they were educated on how to be successful in that area. Um, and I think that's an area where, again, a lot of, you know, kind of uh, founders, you know, uh, you know, startup executives think that they are the best person for all of those jobs. And the reality is, is that's clearly, you know, it's not the case um, because the dynamic has changed so much that there's no way you could be the best person for that job. To close, Ross, can you tell us where we can find more information about you, Mara Post, or, or anything else you'd like to share with the listeners today? Yeah, uh, well, www.maropost.com, of course, and, and pretty much everything across all of our products is there. That's actually something we're very excited about is that when you come to our site now, you can really understand everything that our organization stands for and then start to you know learn more about the products and tools and all that kind of stuff that we, we do offer. Awesome. Yeah, that's uh, that's the best. Awesome. Well, it's yeah. been it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for joining us on the Business Leadership Podcast. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks so much for having me. That's it, biz leaders. Thank you for joining me on the Business Leadership Podcast, episode number seventy two with Ross Andrew Paquette. 
If you want to learn more about Ross, Marpost, or anything else we discuss, please go to thebusinessleadership.com slash 072. A big thank you and shout out to Tribal Scale, a global innovation firm that builds digital products, transforms corporations, and co-creates disruptive startups for sponsoring and making this episode happen. The Business Leadership Podcast is a friend of the ITWC Podcast Network and supported by our media partner, IT World Canada. If you have not done so yet, please subscribe to the podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever you're listening to this episode today. Thank you again. Edwin signing off. Thank you for listening to the Business Leadership Podcast at thebusinessleadership.com. Help